Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. Over to my right is Brian Jackson. We have the same last names. That is not a coincidence. We are brothers <laughs> and the brothers in tech. So, uh, Brian, how's it going, man? Good. Good, Alan. I am um, I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. I mean, you you were late today for our recording. I was. But, um, Very late. Uh, today has been that, a little bit of a little, little more chaotic than I expected it to be. And I honestly just completely forgot we were doing this tonight. And uh, So, yeah. That just baffles me because this is the first thing that I think about when I wake up in the morning mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it's just on my mind throughout the entire day. So, Which I is why it's so weird know. for me. Yeah. It's why it's so weird for me. Me chock full of so many other things in my life that are so important and meaningful and give me such pride. And then there's also this show and I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> That it was, I mean, normally if it's on my calendar, I am, I am on it. I'm ready to go. But you texted me and it's like, Hey, what's up, man? Where are you? I'm like, <laughs> I, uh, forgot. Absolutely forgot. But, uh, thanks yeah. for, well, uh, thanks. thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Well, thanks uh, for, thanks for the, uh, the, the vote of, uh, you know, confidence in what we do here. So thanks. Thanks for that. I am, I'm, I'm in the midst. I think I was telling you beforehand, I honestly, really what got me tied up today is I'm in the midst of redoing redecorating rebuilding the home theater room that i am in right now so putting in a little some new lighting okay. putting in some new sound putting in some new paint and okay. really putting in paint putting on paint um so yeah it's been a it's been a it's little more of a project day than a little more of a project day than i expected i will give an update on the home theater up to, uh re- renovations in the next few weeks when we record because uh don't have enough to show quite yet so yeah and it's going to take you that long to finish it is that what you're saying probably yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i would honestly my 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 wife suzanne thinks we're going to get it done by thursday and there's i'm sorry there's no way (laughs) (laughs) oh this was uh i got half a wall painted today if you oh i see it yeah nice yeah, yeah. Uh, just in case you weren't, in case people are aware, uh, rooms typically have four of these walls, and I have. Uh, so, I, by my count, yeah. that's three Two-thirds and a half left. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm still got still got a ways to go. But it's all right. We'll get there. We will. Well, get I'm coming there. to um, I'm coming to visit you. I'm coming to visit you in about a week. I so know. I expect I it to be done and in tip top shape and technologically mm-hmm. impressive. It, it has added a little about. pressure. Knowing that you're coming into this side of the country, uh, mm-hmm. Christmas time, and uh, yeah, I, I do feel a little pressure to say, "Oh man, I've got to, I got to kind of step this up." All this little, eh, I'll upgrade this, I'll upgrade this. Whenever I get to it, no, it's like, no, game on. This, this has to be yep. done by this day. Yep. I do feel that pressure. Um, I mean, I'm excited about the the speakers you're putting inside the chairs to make it vibrate with the the mm-hmm. sound and and everything. The true, to- uh, 4D experience is what I'm building for everybody. Yep. I've yep. got a, I've got a misting apparatus that whenever there's water on the movie that oh, you're good. watching, actual good. water mist down on you, it's going to be uh it's pretty amazing. I, mean, I think that's the minimum, right? And then there's mm-hmm. hopefully the little. I mean, I'm expecting some form of robot to come around and and refresh my drink and and all oh, of that. Oh, you so, mean 
Chuck? Yeah, yeah. Chuck's right. He's, right here. <laughs> He's over here. He's Good. already. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, thank you. God, <laughs> amazing. So thank you. Hmm. He's, oh, he's on it. He's really good. Chuck and I are Chuck and I are gonna get um get to know each other great. quite well. Great. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll be fine. Well, I'll tell you, um, we get together brothers in tech, even though I may not always be uh, on time ready to go, but we do get together every week. And we talk home, family, and personal technology, in case you're wondering why my brother and I are sitting here on webcams talking to each other. This is what we do. Um, we love talking technology, but we love also sharing ideas of ways to incorporate technology into your home and personal life. Uh, we don't really get into the business and enterprise and some of the, the heavy-duty tech stuff. This is really day-to-day people using technology in their own homes or families to make lives better, and that's what we're trying trying to do. Um, we're going to talk about something I think is kind of fun to talk about a little bit later, Brian. We're going to get into shortcuts. Um, it's something we kind of hinted at in a couple of weeks ago, I believe. I think we did. I did a little bit of a quick little showcase with the shortcut. Yeah. I don't remember why, yeah. but we did something shortcut related. Uh, and, and I remember at that time, me. I think it was one of your, if it was one of your bites um, in the last couple episodes, I think it you was. brought it up as something you've it's been what? using a lot. So yeah, and once we once I brought it up as a efficiency idea, I thought you know this might actually be kind of fun to show how to really use shortcuts on your device. Now these shortcuts can be on your iPhone, your iPad, or your Mac. We're going to show them all for that and uh, kind of walk through actually building some cool shortcuts, or at least uh, knowing how to build shortcuts that might be able to you could then use in your own life to automate something or make something more efficient or more routine. So, yeah. so that's going to be fun. We'll get that's to that good. here in a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's, I, I'm excited because this is not something that I um, spend a lot of time with, but it, mm-hmm. every time that you mention using them, it's, uh, it's kind of reminded me that I need to, to get involved in that. But um, yeah, I don't know, before we get started with that, why don't we, mm-hmm. why don't we maybe take a minute just to, so, we, so it's been a week since, mm-hmm. which is usually mm-hmm. the case. It's been a week since we have chatted. Um so it sounds like you have been somewhat involved, at least today, with some technology updates. Um, a little bit. Anything else tech-wise going on in the last week for you? Yeah, unfortunately. Po- um, anything positive, or, or is that sound no. leading me to exactly? No. Okay. No, it's been, a, it's been a frustrating a week technology-wise. Well, I'll share the story. I'll try to make this as quick as possible because um, it could go on really long. Oh, if it's, I have if been, it's uh, drama, let's let's stick with it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, so you're familiar with, of course, Apple IDs. These are the IDs that Apple you create through Apple uh, with any device you've got that allows you to you know get uh, Apple Music or Apple subscriptions or maybe download apps from the App Store. You got to have an Apple ID to do that. Um, sometimes people get the ones that are just the iCloud.com. Azure Apple ID, or you can have any other Apple ID. You can actually assign another address as your Apple ID if you want to. So I have an Apple ID for myself, my personal one that I use for most everything, but I have a business, I have an office, and we as an office, we have applications and programs that we share throughout our office of just four or five of us. Pretty small group, but, you know, like for example, Final Cut Pro is a, is a pretty expensive program. I mean, as far as apps go, it's like $300. And it's something we own 
uh, but we have to, we bought it through another Apple ID. We have one for our company. Okay. We've had that for years and all of the company software and apps that we use is bought through there. So one of our employees comes in, if you want to use that app and we have enough room left on computers, we can install it on. You log into that company Apple ID and you get your, your app and you download it. Now, every time there's an update to one of those applications, we have to sign in to that Apple ID because most of mm-hmm. us are keeping our personal one yep. as our default one for the app store. You following me here so yep. far? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I also use uh, that Apple ID for a lot of the um, production like cameras. I use. I use iPhone cameras for our studio in the offices and all that. So there's a lot of ways we use that Apple ID. Well, about six weeks ago, that Apple ID uh, on one of the devices, it just popped up and said, hey, your password's incorrect. You need to re-enter it. thought, I did not change a password, so I'm not sure what it's talking about. So I typed in our password. Still said, nope, password's incorrect. So I had to go through a process of trying to get the password reset because it's just not taking my password anymore. The Apple ID has a, um, the, the two factor authentication where the idea is that, you know, if you're trying to reset a password on it, it's going to want to connect to another device logged in with that Apple ID and get a code that you then have to enter back on your original one just to make sure it's you, which I get it is a good secure process. I, I admire the security side of it. But the account recovery process never worked, meaning I would go and and it would say, okay, we're sending a code to one of your other machines, and it never did. And so I could never complete that process. So I finally had to call Apple and just say, okay, so what's Gibbs? I can't get into this account, and I can't reset the password. And they said, okay, well, here's what you got to do. And they walked me through these steps of certain ways to try to reset it. And then they said, well, you're going to have to start what's called account recovery process. It's like an actual pro- system process. They said, so basically 24 hours from now, you're going to get an email from us. It's going to say what your next step is on this. So, okay. 24 hours later, I got an email and it says, hey, your account recovery process has started and it's going to be available. And it was like 10 days from now. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. This is kind of crazy. I'm like, all right, well, luckily there wasn't anything major going on in my work where we needed anybody to download the app. So I'm like, all right, well, I've got, I got to wait 10 days. I'll wait 10 days. 10 days came and went. Uh, I was supposed to get an email or I was supposed to get a phone call on my phone at the exact date and time that that account recovery was done. I did not. So I called Apple, got on the phone with one of their support reps. There's like, huh, that's weird. I don't know why that didn't complete. Let's do this. And they kind of walked me through some more steps and they said, well, tell you what, we're going to call you uh, me personally, this Apple support person, I'm going to call you tomorrow at this exact time, 24 hours from now, and we'll talk through where we are next steps. Well, 24 hours later, didn't get a phone call. Instead, I got an email from Apple that says, hey, we started another recovery uh, process. It'll be another 10 days. Jeez. <laughs> what? Okay. So this has now been, this will be 20 days at this point. Lo and behold, get to that third time. Had to do the whole thing a third time. So this three of these account recovery processes, two times Apple people have told me they were going to call me at a certain time and they did not. Um, So after this third one has now started up. So again, that's talking 30 days, about four weeks. I'm now on like week five, I believe of this. I, I had to dash off my very frustrated, disappointed Apple enthusiast for 
30 years, had to kind of roll mm-hmm. that in there, make sure they knew. Um, was this a strongly worded memo or was this a call? It's a very strongly men- no, it was a memo because okay. I couldn't get anybody back on the phone. Yeah. The person I talked yep. to, every time I called, I got assigned to somebody new who didn't know the whole case and they had to go review everything. So finally they sent me, the guy sent me, a, one of the last guys I talked to said, well, I understand you're having some, some frustration. So there's a place where you can go online and give some detailed feedback. I'm like, oh yes, please, please tell me where that place is. Cause I would like to go there. <laughs> and uh, I did. And I let him have it. And sure enough, I got a call like pretty quickly right after I sent it. It's like, Hey, let's schedule a call. I'm really sorry. I missed our last call. Even though I'm getting used to it by this point. Guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so at this point, I'm still out. No. Basically, uh, the reason right now that I'm being told that this whole process is not working is that one computer in our office is still somewhat kind of logged into that Apple ID. And it's because it's got the Find My Mac turned on. Oh, and yeah. because to turn off the Find My Mac... I have to do that from another account. I can't just go in because it asks you for the password for that Apple ID when you try to disable Find My Mac and the password is not working. So therefore, I can't turn Find My Mac off of that Mac. And that's why it keeps staying logged in and won't let the account recovery work. Whew. So anyway, so you, have as to, of, you have to be logged in on a different machine and point to that machine and say, kick that person off of mm-hmm. Find My. Yeah. So you have to get logged in somehow. So, well, what I've had to do is they've had to go through and now they started a process, a three-day process of basically removing Find My from that Mac. I had to provide Mm -hmm. proof that I bought that computer, that I own it, serial number for it, everything. And then they're supposed to disable Find My in three days from that Mac, which will then mean I can then go in and officially sign it out of that iCloud account, which means they can finish a sort of account recovery. So anyway, um, so wow. that's been my fun. Wow. So it, it has been, like it's been fun. annoying. It has been frustrating and it already, I'm looking at the time. Yeah. It already took way too long to tell that story that it should have, mm. if that's any indication of what I've been dealing with. So. Well, I do, I do share a little bit of your uh, frustration with that because anytime there is an issue with accounts, uh, one of the issues that, that we have, and I, I won't, I won't, um, let this linger too much, but my wife and I set up different iCloud accounts back when we originally bought Macs long time ago, mm-hmm. right? But yet we share everything. So then mm-hmm. we the, our issue is that we have a hard time where one of us is on one I, uh, Apple ID, the other one's on another one, and we have to continue to go in and make sure that our media is on one of them, but yet both of us access that media. <laughs> and sure. yeah. It really is. It, you know, that that's one of the things that I, I really wish that they had a better method of doing. Now it should be a little easier now that we have families where we yep. can say, okay, that person's in my family, that person's in my family. And it doesn't really matter which one you're in, but, mm-hmm. um, but it still doesn't work perfectly. Um, you know, I tried to switch one time from one, Apple ID to another Apple ID, it was a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure it's a security thing. I'm sure there are reasons for well, all of it, but it, it is. It's all security. And I look, I, I appreciate the efforts to make things as secure as possible. I have no doubt that it's near impossible for anybody to break into my Apple ID account at this point. <laughs> I know that is a very, very difficult thing for somebody to be able to do because I'm now playing that role of someone trying to 
quote, break into my own account yeah. and it's near yeah. impossible. So I get that, but you know, when I can, when I'm That's showing true. documentation on everything that, you know, here are the devices I own, here's all the ways I can get into them, but yet I'm still not able to do a simple thing like resetting a password because of whatever security mojo is going on throughout the network. So it's, it's frustrating. It, it is yeah. very frustrating. So that's been a, a little trying the last few weeks. Um, I basically can't install my work apps on my laptop. The one I had to get repaired, uh, you know, pay Apple quite oh a nice Let's not, let's not get into I mean, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, so you're already, you're already about two bourbons in right now. So and I reminded the them case. about that in my strongly worded memo as well. Like, Oh, by the way, mm -hmm. I also spent quite a bit of money on just repairing a machine that I only had for three months with you guys. And, um, uh, Anyway, so it's uh, I'm working around it. I'm having to carry around two laptops right now. One that's still got the apps on it that I need to be able to work, and then my actual laptop for doing everything else. So, um, oh, yeah. Sorry, that took way too long. And no, uh, I know, that's, you know, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. What about you? Well, my, you got anything going well, on that's interesting or fun? With no, not really. I mean, interesting. I guess interesting. I mean, I'm still working on. You know, we talked about before the. Uh, setting up the Plex server, which I have rolling and, uh, but I'm just, you know, every, every moment I'm in my office, I'm feeding in another DVD in just order back to it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Back so it up. I have a stack. My stack is massive on the done pile, which is really good. And I have about, I'd say about eight more to go. Um, oh, so potentially by, you know, you know, tomorrow morning I might, uh, I might have finished those, but, um, one one thing I will mention, Alan, for those that those that did listen to our um, our uh, ripping uh, episode about how to how to go about doing this and mm -hmm. backing up your uh, your uh, uh, your movies, I did I did have one frustrating step that I really wish I had thought through a little bit uh, further, which was backing up backing up DVDs that I had made of home movies previously. So these are not these are not copyrighted. These are things that Correct. yeah you know I have a DVD I have DVDs that are here is our engagement video here is our wedding video here's blah 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 right there are things that are um, that of course we wanted to take the opportunity to, to digitally back up mm -hmm. but what I did not realize was you know I'd gotten in this rhythm of putting a DVD in uh, pulling it up into I think we talked about this before about handbrake after I'd already decopyrighted it. And then choosing the the largest movie or the largest video um, that Handbrake can see within that DVD and using that. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, I put them in there and we had not labeled them that well to begin with. So this is, mm -hmm. you know, home movies or home movie or whatever. Yeah. Put it in. It sets up and goes, oh, here's one that's, you know, 45 minutes. Great. That's that's obviously it. Send it away. Finish, take it out, go to the next one. And then I realized, oh, you know what? Each one of those were different tracks. So there were multiple movies in there. And I had to go back wow. again and realize which ones did I already download and which ones did I not. Mm -hmm. So, but that did provide me a nice kind of warm up and primer to a couple of TV shows, uh, DVDs that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, because each one of those, obviously, you put it in, it's going to have multiple episodes within the same DVD, and you have to then point to each one of them and say, export that yeah. one as number one, that for this is number two. So yeah, anyway, you may see uh, it was six. a bit of a redo I had to do. 
Yeah. Like in a TV show DVD, you may see four or six different tracks, all like, you know, 28, 30 minutes yep. long, whatever they are. Yeah. It's a uh, kind of, it, it, you do have to kind of figure out how to read those DVDs a little bit to know what you're, what you're pulling off of. Them. And not, and not just that the, when it came to the TV shows, how to, to recognize which one is actually episode one. Um, oh, yeah. So, so for example, I have a season, I have a full season of, uh, of a particular show and it comes over, I think you know, six DVDs uh, or maybe, maybe it's no, three DVDs, each double-sided. And so, you know, I put it in, but yet on the DVD album, the co- the cover that kind of lists out the episodes that are in there, the first one is labeled pilot. And then the next one is number one, number two, number yeah. three. So, of course, I'm putting it in, trying to figure out how is Plex going to recognize these. So I'm trying to label them one, two, three, all the way down and having to be off one because there was pilot followed by one. Yeah. Anyway, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a challenge. And now, luckily, Plex does a really nice job. I'll just echo them again. They did a great job of reading what came out of that episode. But I had messed up on one of them by doing the one, two, three, as opposed to the pilot. And I had to go back and then, you know, basically delete everything, put it back on again because Plex was using images from the old order and all this. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was some learning involved, but. Uh, so far, everything's up there, and uh, and I'm super excited about having access to it. So good. I know you'll be happy. Your uh, Sex in the City television show collection. I know you've been really eager to have that back on well, the Netflix server. So there were so many seasons that I had. There were um, available for that. I'm glad so. you got the problem with season one figured out. So now you're ready to go with the rest of them. Now I'm so. ready for the rest of them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and by the way, you're going to hear you're going to hear because I'm not wasting this time. You're going to hear I just put another DVD in in order you? to go forward in this. Yeah, because hey, I'm no, not wasting all, a single minute. Once one finishes, we're all about efficiency. I'm, we are all I'm about efficiency here. I have no qualms about that. I uh, I did after our ripping. No, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to say uh, that. Backup. Our backup episode last week yes. where we talked about, talked about legally backing up copies of DVDs that you legally you have. Legally. You do that. I did uh, find a few that I, I had yet to rip yet. And um, I, I, I'm not embarrassed to say this either. I, I uh, do you, do you remember this movie, Brian cannonball run? Oh my God. Yes. Oh yeah. Love it. So I, uh, I had to purchase this for a potential film screening that was going to happen at a outdoor venue that got rained out. But then I ended up, I'm looking at my desk. I'm like, I've still got a bulk copy of cannonball one and not just cannonball run number one, but it includes number two oh, as wow. well. Okay. So that's so double have the, the fun bonus, like stroke a race, uh, bonus or oh, something. From, stroke uh, race, like- man. <laughs> You had to mention that. Now I got to see that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's been a long time since I've seen either one of those. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's been well, kind of good. funny. But uh, good. See, I'm I'm caught up now as well, and I have updated all of my Plex movie listings in my library to make sure all of them are accurate. Good. We found because, a few last yeah. week that were yeah. a little off on their tagging, and uh, thank you to you for showing me that they have that nice fix match operation on there. Okay. So, uh, so Alan, before we, before we jump off of that topic, just because we did talk about this last time, and I think we made a few mistakes because we, we couldn't remember why would you pay for Plex? And I just want to update people that right. we're listening to that, that Alan and I did some, some digging for your benefit, right? Mm-hmm, listeners, we mm-hmm. did this for you. 
um, where uh, it turns out that really the main benefit for paying for Plex, which is something that I could see uh, potentially doing in the future, I think it was about $5 a month maybe, yes. was, uh, was the fact that you cannot stream your own movies from your own server on an iOS device, on a mobile device outside your network. So I right now I am in my house. I am on my Wi-Fi. If I pulled up my phone, my Plex app on my phone, and that's on Wi-Fi, no problem. I can stream. I can stream the movies. I think. I think actually now I take that back. There might be even a limitation, even just if you're on the local. But certainly if you are afar, so you're traveling, you pull up your phone and you want to watch something from your home server, you will not be able to do it. I think it limits it to maybe one minute of viewing Mm -hmm. before it cuts you off and says, sorry, this is for a Plex Plus uh, pass. Now, the beauty of it is that if you have your laptop with you, your laptop still works from afar. You could be on a Wi-Fi somewhere else. Alan and I tested this. Um, That worked out pretty well. Uh, It also, the other benefit is that if you have a network of people. So for example, and Alan shares with me his, his movie, um, uh, his movie library uh, is where you can actually share with someone else. I can see that on an Apple TV. I can see that on a computer. Uh, of course, I can't see it on a mobile device either because I'm mm-hmm. you know, not a Plex Plus uh, member. But so that is something if you are looking at doing a Plex server for the benefit of watching things while you travel and you want to do that on a mm-hmm. phone uh, or maybe an iPad, um, you're going to want to, you're going to want to use the uh, Plex plus and pay, pay the membership. If you are carrying your laptop all the ra- around all the time and going to hotels with your laptop, I think you're going to be fine um, to be able to tap into uh, your server from afar. Right, Alan? I think that's, that's what we recognized. Yep. That is, that is what we saw. Yeah. Now Apple TV operates kind of like the uh, like the, the Mac desktop, does, right? Yep. Like yep. the desktop, right? Yep. I did see on the Apple TV app we could share each other's without have both having a a Plex Plus pass, right? Membership, right. yep. Uh, but yeah, if we were to hop on a iPhone or iPad on a more mobile platform, yeah, you you cannot do it. So, and Alan, do you know a, if there's any sort of limits in the sharing? So, for example, can I could I share this with multiple people in the family? And is there a limit? I haven't checked that to see if there's a, a cap on sharing. But it's the first time I've tried. I've had I've shared a library like this because yep. normally, again, yep. I've set up just multiple users on my server for my family. Nobody has their own server; they're just watching this one as a user on here. So this is the first time I've shared a library with another Plex user like you. So I don't know if there's a limitation or not. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's super slick, super slick though. That was great. It's been fun. I, uh, I won't tell you if I've actually been watching any of the movies on your server. Maybe I have. Maybe. Don't know. It's okay. I did notice you're up to like 65 movies. You have backed up on your Plex server. Is that right? Um, yeah, you're making some progress. Yeah, you're you're in the hundreds. Well, I so I, I don't. Yeah, I don't own many. So, like I said, I'm about maybe eight to ten away from finishing. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a maybe a seventy five yeah. DVD person. Maybe so out of this person. whole Plex sharing of movies, I'm definitely providing more to uh, this relationship. There's no question. I was. Okay. You saw how last time when I asked you, hey, why don't we check and see if it actually works going <laughs> both directions. I knew what I was doing. 
I was like, I, I knew, I knew boy. who was benefiting from this. <laughs> I was like, boy, it would be so nice <laughs> if like we could both share libraries with one another. I mean, just to see if it works. I mean, for the, mm-hmm. for, for our yeah. listeners. You're, you're welcome. Listeners. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank so, you. Enjoy. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Okay. So we got some stuff going. Your, your, your yeah. face was a little more, a little happier, more fun than mine. So I appreciate that. So, uh, Wow, man, Good. we are 20, well, we are twenty eight minutes in, so your your shortcut thing is going to be short. Is it's it gonna, short, we're gonna, short. We're going to do a shortcut of the shortcuts talk. Right. Um, no, we're we're gonna we're gonna make this work. We're gonna it's gonna All be right. good. Um, let's talk shortcuts. This is why this is what we pitched the show is going to be about. Um, so shortcuts are Apple's latest version of scripting and or creating macros or creating little actions on your, your computer or your computing device. They've gone through several iterations of this. I mean, we used to see um, Apple script was kind of like something built into Mac operating system. You go in and you learn how to build a little script that you could run. They did, um, God, what was the next? The Automator. There was one called yep. Automator, a yep. little app called Automator. Kind of worked the same way. It's like idea of saying, all right, I want this to happen, then this to happen. And then when you press the button, all the, those things happen the way you want them to. Well, the latest version is called Shortcuts, and I don't know. It seems to be around for the longer haul. I, I, I think that they're, it's been slowly growing over each iteration of Mac or iOS operating, uh, operating systems. So let's talk about what Shortcuts are uh, a little bit. And I'm actually going to share my screen here just to kind of make this a little easier to, to talk about. So there is an app on your iPhone, your iPad, and your Mac. Um, if you don't have it, it may not have been, you may have deleted it at some point, or maybe it just didn't get updated with a, uh, a software update, but you can go on the Mac or iOS app store at any yeah, point and just download the Shortcuts app, okay? And when it comes to you, it, it, when you open up the Shortcuts app, it is looks like this on the iOS device is a series of tiles. Each of those tiles is a shortcut. And a shortcut means that if you were to click on one of these tiles or press, it would perform that shortcut for you. Okay. When you start up the shortcuts, you actually have a uh, some pre-built ones already provided to you. And then you also have the ability to go in at any point. Uh, you can also download others from a library. Um, so I'm showing you a library here. If I were to go or a gallery is what they call it. If you click on the gallery, I forget I'm on my phone. I'm not there. Let me do this. All right. If I go to my gallery, there we go. The gallery is kind of like an app store, but for shortcuts, meaning you can go at any point on this gallery and see shortcuts that others have created and posted up on this gallery that you're able to download any of these. There's no cost associated with any of these shortcuts. These are all free little scripts that you can download and have running on your own device. Now I'm showing you this on an, on an iOS an iPhone, but the interface is very, very similar on a Mac or definitely on an iPad, but we're going to show yeah. you this because this is probably the most common way people may interact with this right now. Um, so as you can see, as I scroll through the gallery, I've got a lot of different things here. So let's just kind of take a look at one here. The one I'm looking at right now under photography, it says remove background from portrait. Hmm. So this is a, 
This is a shortcut, meaning if you, you know, we talked about this and you did as a kind of a cool feature that you like that they added into the uh, the operating system where yeah. you can take a, a, a person and kind of remove them, you know, take them out of a picture or copy them and put them in other places without the background behind them. Well, this little, this little shortcut, if I were to go in here and say, I wanted to add it to my library and now it has a check mark. I've clicked the plus button. And if I go to my shortcuts, you see it is there now in my shortcut. So I've added that. I've added that one to my, my shortcut gallery. So let's go ahead and take a look at it and see what it actually is. Cause I can actually edit it. And this is actually showing you as you go in, if you look, wanted to look at it, this is actually showing all the things it's doing as a script. When you click this button now, Here's the nice thing is that if you're not interested in creating a shortcut at all, you just want to have it to make it work on your phone, then you never need to look at any of this. Instead, you just actually click the button. Okay. Now, this particular shortcut has a prompt on it. And that's something that you can build into a shortcut. We'll talk about that in a little bit when I show you how to build one of these. But this actually has a prompt with it. So this is running a little shortcut, running a little a little uh, automated macro type of action. And the first click is, is asking you, would you like to choose the photo or use a random photo from your library? Because again, this, uh, this shortcut is saying, I want to help remove the background from a portrait you've got. So if I say, let's, I want to choose. And oh gosh, it's going to pull up my photo library. I probably needed to think twice about this before I did it. But <laughs> here's a picture of me looking very, dapper okay oh wow and see what it just did is it took the background i had out of that photo (laughs) it's gone all right and i say done and now i bet you if i go to my photos library i will see that i have a new photo there um should be if that's where it put it i just gotta figure out where it put it is it gonna is it gonna so does it create a new one or does it edit the old one? It should create a new one, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to, it, I think it just showed it. Maybe it was expecting me to copy it from there oh. and do something yeah, with it. Again. So for example, if I did that again, and I'll do this one with one of my boys. So I clicked the, I chose the photo and there it is. Now I'm trying to think what I can do with it at this point. Well, what does it, what do you, what's the blue button there? Say keep? Just says done. So it's done. done. Mm. So I click done. I don't know where it just went. I haven't Mm. played with that shortcut before, but you kind of get the idea of what it's doing though, is it's actually performing an action. So that was actually a macro, a shortcut that prompted you to give it input, like tell it what photo to do this on. Um, I think I talked about during my efficiency one about the one where I created a humidity check where it's basically pinging one of the uh, dehumidifiers down in my basement. That's uh, or not a dehumidifier, but a little humidifier uh, sensor I've got. And it's pinging it to see if it's over a certain amount. And if it is, it's going to send me a text message and let me know. So that's one I created there. These are all different ones to work with. They all perform different actions. So here's one. If I say, uh, if I'm listening to a a song on my phone 
on music, I can actually click this macro button to say, add it to a playlist. And when I do that, at the moment, I'm not playing anything. So it didn't actually know what to do, but normally it would prompt me if I'm listening to a song to say, what playlist do you want to have it go to? And I think it does that. I also showed you the meme maker last time we were talking about yep. some kind of fun, silly ones to play with as well. So again, shortcuts can be ones that are good for you. There need to be what things that you would actually use things that could actually be actions. Either you want to automate or something you find yourself doing a lot more and you just want to have a quicker, quicker access to it. Block off an hour. This is one, you know, if I say, okay, block off an hour, it's going to say, all right, I'm looking at your calendar because it's connected to my calendar on this mm -hmm. phone device mm -hmm. and saying, okay, what time do you want to block off? In other words, if it's just something's coming up and you're like, you know what? I want to make sure my calendar is blocked off for an hour to perform whatever it is I'm going to do. So I could go ahead and say, well, let's do Monday and I'll go ahead and do at uh, 1 p.m. And now it says it created an event for tomorrow from 1 to 2 p.m. So basically it went ahead and just blocked off an hour on my calendar. Uh, yeah, could I have just done that going into the into the calendar app and doing it? Sure, but if I'm on the shortcuts and I just say, you know what, I just think I just happen to think about it. I just I need yeah. something blocked off. Pick a date, pick a time. Just go ahead and block off an hour for me. Then you got it there. Yeah, it keeps so you, you from searching for where that that hour is and kind of takes a few steps out of your out yeah, of your plan there. I could see Good. that. Um, so there's just there are some different things to play with, but. Brian, I think it's can I can I interject really quickly? Well, sure, interject really quick because I did try the the one that you just did a minute ago. Okay. And if you do use the uh, remove background from photo mm -hmm. uh, or from portrait, and then when it pops up, if you just click once on the image, it pulls it full screen and allows you to save oh, it, export okay. it, do whatever. Yeah. That's not what so I was rather doing than then. clicking and holding. Just click it once, good. and then it, and okay. it should be good. That makes sense. Yep. So, so that's useful. Again, mm -hmm. These little macros are, are great. And what's nice too is that on um let me see if I'm saying this correctly. On your iPhone, they are located in a shortcuts app, which I don't have on my home screen, but I know is back there somewhere. Yeah. But on a Mac, it is an app as well. But you have choices in both places of where these shortcuts show up. So it's not always just you have to go to the shortcuts app to see your shortcuts. I know on the Mac, you can say that I want one of the shortcuts I create to show up in my Apple menu under services, or I want it to be on the share sheet whenever you have an opportunity to share a file with somebody. You could also say, I want to have a shortcut show up on that share sheet as an option as well. So you have some different places, even up in the menu bar, you could put up a little shortcuts menu and have your, your drop down shortcuts there. So you have a lot of different options of where they could show up on your iOS device. You also have a ability to say that I want this to, um, you see, if I just popped up the share button on, I just clicked and held on one of these shortcuts. I want to share it. And then I've got an opportunity to, I can add it to my home screen as its own app looking icon. So let's say if this was a shortcut that I wanted to have quick access to on my iPhone home screen, I could add it to the home screen, give it its own title. And then once I add it, you'll be able to see that it's right there on my, my home screen as its mm. own. It looks like an app. And if I were to click it, it does the exact same it runs that same routine for me. Choose. 
And then it's letting me choose my photos. Okay. Nice. So pretty nice. There are some easy ways to kind of work with it once you've created one and you just want to have quicker access to them. And I have never, I have never done that. I have never yep. put a shortcut onto a menu bar on a Mac or, or on a, uh, as a, well, as a uh, I, button on the, the iPhone, this, this makes things a lot more, uh, well, gives me a reason to actually use shortcuts because previously see, that's what kept me from using them. And I did. Well, not. yeah, yeah. that was the big issue is that you know, the only way you How got you your to shortcuts them? is just, you had to open up your shortcuts app, which seems kind right. of counterintuitive. It's like, well, if I've got to go open up another app just to see my list of shortcuts and then choose my shortcut. It's kind of just maybe I just do it the way I've always done it and not worry about doing it through a macro. But knowing that you could get three or four different ways to access them on any device you're on uh, makes it uh, a little more appealing for sure. But I think the real fun in all this, Brian, yeah, I, I've gone through the gallery and I've sat there and kind of looked through and tried to find ones that I thought would work or things I wanted. But and, and most of the ones I've got pulled up here are ones that I've pulled from the gallery. But the idea of building your own is where things are really kind of get exciting. So let's think, Brian, is there, if there was a task or something that you found yourself doing on your phone or on your computer with any kind of regularity, but may not be exactly uh, something that everybody in the world needs to have automated. It's maybe something a little more specific for you. Either it's, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but let, let's go ahead and try one. I'm just going to build one and we'll kind of figure it out as we go here. Sure. You can create a new shortcut for yourself, your own shortcut that will just show up in your shortcut library by clicking the plus button up in the corner. Uh, that's both on iOS and Mac. It works the same way. You click the plus button and it gives you the options of creating a new shortcut here. Shortcuts are a series of actions and you can designate what order those actions go in. And you can designate for each action what's going to happen. Is it going to do something automatically or is it going to prompt you, the user who's running it, to give some piece of information to help it continue? So, for example, if I say right away on this new shortcut, the first big button I've got is add action. Okay. So here it gives me a pane on iOS. It's a little different on the Mac version, but same basic idea is I can go in and I can start searching for different actions that I want to add to this shortcut, okay? So let's say, for example, Brian, if I wanted to take a screenshot of my phone, whatever's on my phone at the moment, I want to take a, a screenshot of that, and then I want to have that screenshot sent to somebody, like kind of as an automatic process, like, all right, just take a screenshot and automatically yeah. send it to this person. Okay, let's do that. So it gives me my categories of my different actions. And I know, I know from, because I've used it, I know that screenshots are located in the media tab. Okay. And you can see that these are all some different actions that I can choose to take. And there's one that says take screenshot. So I'm going to click on it. And when I do, it's showing me that's building that at the top of the screen. That is my first action. So if I were to run this, this shortcut right now, it is just going to take a screenshot of my screen on my phone. Right. That's it. But then I can say, I'm going to do another one. So let's, um, I'm still in this media tab. Let's get rid of the media tab and let's go search for another action now. And I want to do sharing. Sharing is where 
sending somebody a message by text or by uh, email or whatever is kind of where that's they're in that category. So for sharing, you can see here my sharing actions I got to choose from. I can copy it to my clipboard. Let's say if I take a screenshot and then I want to immediately copy it to clipboard so I can use it later, I could choose that. Or I could say, let's send a message. So I just chose that. Now it knows because I added this action right after take screenshot that it automatically said, okay, so you want to send screenshot to somebody, right? Now I could choose that and change that and say, no, I actually don't want to change, send the screenshot. I want to send something else. And it gives me some other options down here of what I want to send to them. But in this situation, no, they're right. I do want to send the screenshot. It kind of intuitively chose that automatically based on what my previous action was. So I'm going to send that screenshot too. And now it gives me a place where I can click for the recipients. So Brian, if I wanted that to go to you, I would just type in your name. Okay. And I'll say done. All right. So now the actions are being built. If I were to run this macro, this shortcut right now, it's going to say, take a screenshot of my screen and then send it as a text message to your, your address. Okay. So that's pretty good. That, so actually, and, I can, and the way it's set up right now, that will actually send it or will it ask you then to, are you sure you want to send or any of that? Is it, is it let's a, see. well, let's try it out and see. Okay. If I hit the play button down at the very bottom, uh, you see there's a play button. That is a button where you can, while you're building this shortcut, you can actually play it and make sure it's doing what you want it to do. So if I say play, it just took a screenshot and it's got it in a text message to you. It okay. has not clicked the send there we button go. yet. There we go. But I can hit send now and they're just sent to you. Perfect. And it actually shows you in this little action when it was like completed it while you're running it it shows there's the screenshot that it sent. So it's actually showing me that it's kind of like a preview of what just happened. Okay. Hmm. Now at this point I could choose another action. I could say, you know what, after you send, after it sends that text message to Brian, let's do something else. Let's, um, I'm going to look at the different categories. Um, and let's just say that after, it sends you the, uh, where's my reminders? I want to do a reminder. Oh, let's add a new reminder. So let's say after it sends you a text message, I want to have a reminder to follow up with you like next week. Did you get my screenshot? To see what you thought about the screenshot I sent you. <laughs> okay. This sounds like something you're going to use a lot, right? This, this is, this is what, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so add reminder is all I make. I just add, created a new yep. add reminder action to, and then I can choose the day or which, I'm sorry, which list. And I'm going to do this in my to-do list with uh, alert. Uh, I'll say, yep, I want to alert at what time. Uh, let's do... Actually, I wanted to ask me, like when I run this this shortcut, I wanted to ask me what time do I want to be reminded on this. So let's have it ask. And let's see. Yep. Let's do that. So now, here's what's going to happen. If I run it now, create the shortcut, the uh, create that. I hit send to send it to you. And now, when would you should you be reminded? Um, 
I'll say at a certain time. And let's say I want to remind, have a reminder set for Tuesday at 11 p.m. to remind me, uh, oh, no title. I need to add a title for that reminder. Where would I do that? Oh, I actually put it right here where it says reminder. Um, ask Brian about screenshot. There we go. Now let's start it again. Sorry about all the text messages, Brian, but mm, it's okay. That's just, this okay. Is when should you be reminded early. at what time? I want to do Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Okay. And now it created a reminder for me at a certain time on Tuesday at two o'clock to alert me and say, Hey, ask Brian about the screenshot. Okay. Nice. So I created a, a shortcut there with three actions. Took a short, took a screenshot, sent you the screenshot, and then immediately at prompted me on when I want to be reminded about asking you about that screenshot. Okay. So if I'm done at that point, I can click done up here by at my new reminders. And now it gave a default name of add new reminder because that was the last action I did. But I can actually go in here and edit this up here at the very top. I can rename it and say, this is my fun with screenshots. <laughs> okay. Yep. So now I've hit done and that is now my shortcut there. So anytime I press that, that button, on the whole page or you can put mm -hmm. it in your, yep. yeah. Can you, can now, you put it? So is there a, um, is there a widget as well? For shortcuts where you could have like multiple shortcuts within a block widget. Do you know? You may have to go to your home screen and see about a yeah. like adding a widget, but I, I would assume shortcuts has a widget option as well. Yeah, I would think so too. I don't see it offhand, but another thing that another way you can share it is you can actually send somebody a link to actually give them a copy of this shortcut as well. So if I go up here to my options when I'm sharing, I can send it as a iCloud link or as a actual file that people can download and run themselves. But it would be the exact same actions you could share with somebody else and they would have that same shortcut available. And by the way, yes, you can. There are widgets where you, you can a widget. have a widget cool. with four, four of mm -hmm. your shortcuts in a widget or... Okay. 12 or something like this. So it's nice. That's yeah, nice. Very nice. So you can have that block so that are all, all there right together. Now this is kind of fun. If you're just stitching together several actions you want to take. And again, Apple provides you with a lot of those actions, different applications you own or install on your device may actually put in some shortcut actions of their own as well. So like if I go down here and do the search again, um, there's tons it's showing me here. But if I go and look by apps, here are all the apps that have shortcuts built into them that I can tap into. All the apps on my phone that actually have some link to a shortcut somewhere. Hmm. And a lot of these I've never even tried to see what they do. So I'm kind of curious now what happens. So let's say, for example, I don't know what in the world Lowe's hardware is going to let me do, but let's try it and see. If I go to Lowe's, okay, so it can order, prompt order a search. Order paint to finish my room. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you see the only action it has available for it is search for Lowe's products. So in other words, what that means is um, I th either it's going to 
create an automatic prompt whenever you run that shortcut to say, hey, what are you looking for? You type it in and it's going to search Lowe's website to find it for you. So just an example of different apps that have those built in. Um, on the health app, you know, you can say uh, one of the actions I want is to um, log my workout or I want to uh, um, find health samples. Not sure what that would do. But you can see that all these apps have different different actions associated. ESPN has some great actions on theirs. You know, check out the latest NCAA top 25 scores. So if I just wanted to create a shortcut to say, hey, you know what, just show me the latest uh, the scores from the top 25 college football teams. Boom. Then it pulls them up. It knows my favorite team. So if it says, says hey, check out the latest uh, Panthers news or Panthers scores, I could put those as an action in one of those shortcuts to happen after – certain things. Maybe I want to um, pull up the latest scores and then text me something. Um, again, there's a lot of different ways you can start to build these shortcuts, but it's creating these actions. It's time to swap out the DVDs. Is that what's yes, going on here? I'm, I'm okay, swapping. Good. Yes. Make sure. Next. <laughs> so it's based on Apple's own interior system short uh, actions they give you, plus all the apps you have on your phone and whatever actions they have available for you to work with as well. Now, Alan, can you, can you, can you get creative? Like I was thinking when you had earlier the, the screenshot, is it possible to do something like when I click this, take a screenshot, send an email to, to Brian that says, do you want to receive my screenshot and then take a response from that as like a why for yes, and then screen the screenshot. I mean, is it, is it possible to take like inputs from actions, other people's actions? Like if there's I don't a know text about, that comes back or something like that. I don't know about receiving from a email, but maybe what I'm going to show you here might help answer some of that. Okay. Um, where things get really kind of interesting with shortcuts is when you start building in the idea of it, there being if then statements. So, okay. Back in the early days of programming and, you know, basic programming, like the furthest I ever got with any kind of computer programming was like just working in basic, basically. And the idea is that, you know, you could say, all right, if something is happening or if some values equal to something, then do this, but otherwise don't do this. So if, you know, uh, X equals one, then play this. If X doesn't equal one, then just skip it and go on and don't do it. Well, you have the same functionality within your actions. You can create if statements. So in other words, let me show you an example of that. I want to go in here and I can actually just do a search for, let me get back to the uh, categories. I can do a if scripting. And you see there's an if icon right there. So if I click on that, it now has created an if statement Kind of right here. So basically it's going to let you test for something to determine whether it's going to complete another action on your shortcut or not. So I'm trying to think, let me see if I can come up with a good for this one. We've just built what would be a good uh, example on this. Okay. So not going to work on that one because we haven't completed it yet. Um. All right, I'm actually going to move this one to the top. All right. 
So in other words, what I'm saying now is that I actually want this entire shortcut to run only if a certain criteria is met. Okay. So I can say if, and I'm choosing my input. Um, let's see. Let's say if the current date. Um, and then my condition is, is after, or maybe I should do current time. Let's do time. Uh, let's see, where is time? Hmm. Is after. Does date, <clears throat> date give you a time if you click on it? Yeah, it's kind of what I'm wondering is if that's what's going to yeah. be the case. Hmm. I'm not seeing where it's bringing me the date. This is terribly good for audio podcasting, I realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people um, are thrilled right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to think with this one, what's a good condition to run the whole thing off of? It can, I mean, is it does it provide you things? What What are the other if possibilities, the, the pre-made yeah, ones? Clear that out. See, a lot of it is based off of, I mean, I can do a lot of it off of HomeKit actions, like the HomeKit devices in my house, because I think that's what it's saying is it needs some sort of external input mm -hmm. to test before. So, I mean, I could do something as simple as, all right, in my home, and it does connect to your HomeKit when you use this on iOS. So yep. if I say that my um, den lights, I'm going to say the front lights in my den room, if... And one of them is labeled Citizen Kane because that's the poster. It's over is my light. If I say if that is on, then let's go ahead and have it do the screenshot and the sending the text message. And you see how I'm kind of moving these around. And so when it's tabbed in like that, you're 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 suggesting that that is kind of a subordinate action. Correct. See what happens there. If you look at the visually, it says if Citizen Kane, the light is on, then take the screenshot, send Brian the screenshot as, and set up a reminder about asking about Brian about it. It's otherwise meaning anything outside of this. Now it's just, it can do other things. So I could actually put some other actions under otherwise, meaning if Citizen Kane is not on, then do the otherwise actions. Okay. Hmm. Anything between otherwise and end if is going to happen if the opposite is true of whatever you said in the if. Okay. So, but, but the way that you're making this right now would only happen if you press the button of the shortcut or say run shortcut, or is this setting up so that anytime Citizen Kane is on, it will be sending me a screenshot? Um, no, it'll only happen if I run the, the shortcut. Okay. Right yeah. Now. So if, if you have the button on your home page or on your, uh, home screen, you click the button, it's only going to run it if Citizen's cane is on at this point. Right. And if it's not on, correct. then it, it will not or do whatever your backup is. That's correct. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. So, um, 
Okay, so I'm going to do this then. Here's what we've got. I have now, so I've put the shortcut we already created, take screenshot, send Brian screenshot, and then as, uh, set up a reminder to ask to follow up with them. But that's only if this one light is on. If that light is off, then anything other than otherwise is going to play. So right now I just have it showing an alert that's going to pop up. Do you want to continue? Yeah. Okay. There you go. So that's my sign that this light is not on and it's not going to perform these other actions. It's going to skip right down to otherwise do the thing that's indented underneath otherwise. And then there's the end of that whole if statement. Right. And that's the so end. Right now, that's end if, right. So mm -hmm. you, you can also put for it to end if another light is on instead or some form. So I got the, I got right. the uh, text. See, that all worked because the light was on. Now I'm yeah. going to go into my home and I'm going to turn off that light. Yep. Cause I want to make sure we try this. Um, oh, wait a minute. Suspense this is killing me. This is great. Okay. So I'm going to turn off my front lights, which one of those is the one yep. labeled citizen cane in my shortcuts here. So now if I go and run this, it's the, you see the prompt it gives me at the top. Do you want to continue? So basically I can change that prompt to say whatever I want, but that's the default one I have going up. So in other words, it detects that that light's not on. Yep. So it did not perform any of those shortcut actions at all. Instead, it's going to give me this prompt that I ask it to give me. At this and point. if you say, okay, right now it carries on beyond that, right? Yeah. If there was anything beyond it. Okay. But that was the but end of the whole shortcut. Oh yeah, I got you. So it won't. So if you, I'm trying to think like if you had a, if you had something else there, like, uh, okay, send me, send, send Brian a text that says, sorry, citizen Kane is on. Right. Then that would have been the continue part. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if I had another action now, I, there was a cancel button because of this little action does yeah. have, say it wants to show a cancel button. If I hit cancel, it would stop the whole shortcut. Yeah. But if I said, no, I want to continue, I could actually put another action underneath this show alert and build something else that would happen. So you start to get an idea with these so if, you could, if statements. You can get yeah. So you could actually have repeated crazy. everything you did above. So let's say you press it. And if Citizen Kane is on, then it takes a screenshot, pulls up the text and lets you send it. If Citizen Kane is off, it gives you a, an alert that says, hey, Citizen Kane is off. Do you want to continue? You could have repeated everything below. And then now that would have sent me the text because you would have then carried it below again. Right. So mm -hmm. I see. Yep. Yep. So yep. you just got to think through the, the, the process that you want to have um, That's right. occur here. That's good. No, I it's, like it. it's very much a logical flow of just thinking, what do you want to have happen in action in, in sequence? But if there's going to be a decision point, kind of like a flow chart, if this, then let's branch over to here. If not, let's go back over to here. You just got to think through in terms of that. Now you don't have to get into the if statements, if that's not something of importance to you. But I think there's a lot of cases, especially with the integration with HomeKit, if you're using a HomeKit system in your house to be able to say, okay, uh, just think about kind of the opportunities here. You know, if, um, if you're out of the house, but you're wanting to check, um, 
if you know that the door, if you, if you see that the door is unlocked at your house, if you have a home kit door lock, but you know that someone is at home or your family, or let's say your family's not home for any reason, you wanted to have it then send a text message to somebody to say, Hey, the door's unlocked for any yeah. reason. Yeah. Again, you're testing against a state of your home kit device. And based on that state, it can then take the actions it needs to take. Um, and again, this is where I, I, you know, I can give out just random examples of things you could build with it, but it's really going to be down to an individual need that somebody's going to have to think about what are some automations or shortcuts that make sense for what they're doing in their life, what they need yeah. around yep. them. Um, I will say the only thing I run into with shortcuts creating is, is what we even ran into in this example. Sometimes there's just some points where there's some limitations. You don't have quite the hooks into a lot of different things that you want. You are a little limited with what Apple will give you actions for and then what other third-party apps gain access to. Outside of that, um, you have to use actions that are provided or available to you. So trying to work with the actions that are available sometimes can be a little limiting. They keep adding more actions over time. Each system, each operating system update of shortcuts typically adds some more actions in. There have been some times I've run into a shortcut. I'm like, oh, I can't can't really pull that off. It doesn't have the connection to something on the system that I really want to make happen. Um, but work within the boundaries they give you. And there are still a lot of uh, interesting creative ways you could use. You could use these shortcuts for sure. That's great. Yeah. And once you're, just to- you're done, you know, it's, it's, a, it's saved. It, they are all synced on your iCloud. So if you have a multiple devices all on the same iCloud account, these shortcuts will show up on your other devices automatically. So if I created this fun with screenshots, it's now on my Mac. It's now on my iPad available for me to use there works the same way. Yeah. 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 And I think for people, (coughs) the people that are trying to figure out how do I get started with this? I mean, I think maybe the easiest way is just think about what are some, what are some things that you do maybe on a regular basis that require multiple clicks and you wish they Mm -hmm. didn't require multiple clicks. Um, One that I use Alan um, and I pretty sure I just got it from a gallery, but um, I have one that if I, click the shortcut on my phone um, when I'm leaving the office, it will send my wife a text that says I'm on my way home. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it'll say like, I'll be there in 20 or something like that. Right. Yep. That's something I found myself typing in a lot anyway. <laughs> I'll be mm-hmm. there in 20. It's like, okay, yep. yeah, I don't need to type that out. Right. I need a button there that says I'm leaving the office and that button will then send the text to her that says, you know, whatever, be there in 20 or even more complex. It could say, you know, leaving the office and share my location, right? I could set Mm -hmm. it all up so that that happens right away. And she knows, right. Here's, here's when he's coming home. Right. Yep. There was a, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. My my wife and I were, had a, took a trip somewhere a while back and we were both going to be, she was there for work. I was there for some other things in the same city. And we kind of, coordinated our schedules to make sure we knew when each other were available or what was going on with her conference and the event I was going to. So I created a little shortcut that just says, every time I click it, it's going to send her my location. So she's just going to get a message. It's going to say, Alan is here and just give the location. So that way it's like, we don't have to kind of keep hopping in to like find my, or, or keep texting everybody to say, Hey, where are you right now? What are you doing? It's like, yep, just boom, share it. And it's just done. And it's just 
happens. It's automatic. It was great. So little things like that. Think about those things that you just find yourself having to go a few clicks to do that you may, if you ever think to yourself, Hey, you know, it'd be really nice if I could just do this in one button. I'm having to do this enough times. One button would be great. Chances are pretty high. You can find a way to do it in shortcuts to, uh, yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. So Alan, real quick though, just so I'm, so maybe the listeners are clear. The shortcuts are all things that would be started with a button. If I wanted something started without a button, like mm-hmm. when I leave my office, yep, I will well, do this. That's automation. That's the next right? thing I was going to show you. That's okay. Good. On iOS, now this is important to note. You cannot, at least from what I've been able to see and what I've been able to read, you cannot get to this automation tab on the Mac shortcuts app for whatever reason. But within the iOS app, the iPhone, iPad app, you have an automation tab down at the bottom. That automation tab is doing exactly what you were just describing, Brian. Let's say I wanted a shortcut to run automatically without me having to go and press it. Okay. So with the automation, it is going to use your HomeKit devices as triggers. Or use, yeah, basically here's my home. And it's giving me some automations that are kind of example ones, just like you would if you were in HomeKit setting up an automation there. But if I go up to create a new automation, I have an option of saying, do I want to create a personal automation that's just going to run on my personal iPhone or iPad, or do I want an automation that works for everybody in my home? All right. If I create a personal one, this is where I can start to create my, what are my triggers? Okay. Like something I want to have happen automatically without me necessarily having to go in and, and, and push a button to do it. Right. So for example, when my uh, battery level, uh, let's see, if I wanted to have something happen whenever my phone gets connected to power. don't know why I would need a automation on that, but it's walking me through these different factors that are going to trigger automations for me. And here you see, once I got to this point, now I'm at the scripting phase, just like I was on the shortcuts before. So I basically am creating a shortcut that is triggered by something happening automatically. Okay. So you're right. Not everything has to be something I go and have to go to shortcuts and hit a button to see it happen. Yeah. So go back there again, Alan. So if you did something like um, go to your battery again, if you said, um, or even right above airplane mode. So, you know, would that be if I said, if I switch on airplane mode, immediately send a text to my wife that says, by the way, I'm going airplane mode, you know, let you know when I'm, when it's off. Well, even better. It says when it comes off. Yeah. Do one that says turned off. Like if you want to have a send a text message, once you land on the phone, you turn your phone back off airplane mode. I can say, okay, well now when I do that, I want to send action. And there's one that's suggested right away. Send message. Like, yep, Yep. let's go and do that. I want to send a message and the message is going to say, I've landed to, and I'll send it to Brian. So now that may be all I'll need to do. That's it. And if I say next, this is reminding me what it is. Okay. So when airplane mode is turned off, send a message. Hmm. Now it says right here, ask before running, which means it's going to prompt you. Do you want to run this airplane mode? Just switched off. Do you want me to run this? Um, I'm gonna say, nah, just go ahead and do it. 
and says, okay, sure. Because if you don't ask, if I don't ask you, it's going to do this every time this action happens without asking you. I'm like, yeah, okay. For this one, don't ask. Yep. So you know what's going to happen now, Brian, is if I go and I'll put on airplane mode on my phone Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to turn it off and just tell me if you get a text message. I did. I've landed. Hey, what do you know? Very cool. So that is kind of tying home like automations, but also some system automations to trigger a shortcut. So yeah, shortcuts by themselves have to be an input to make them run. Okay. Unless you use an automation, then an automation sets an automatic trigger to run a shortcut. The weirdest thing though, Brian, is I still don't understand why on the Mac shortcuts app, unless I'm just missing it or other people I've talked to are missing it. There's not an automation. There's not a create an automation. You can do all of the um, shortcuts, no problem, but there's no automation, like creating an automation, just like I did it here. HomeKit, you can create an automation to say, I want HomeKit to do certain devices when this happens, but it doesn't. But you have to go through the iOS version to make any kind of automation triggers automatically off of the home kit thing. For example, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. I don't know why the automation is not on the Mac side, but. Um. Alan, one more question. So I, I know that there's a share option on a lot of these mm-hmm. widgets. When you create them, you mm-hmm. create the, op- create the, so I'm on the, the, the Mac right now, create one, you know, right click on it and, and, one of the options is to share maybe to email or something. What that's doing is that's going to share that with, let's say I send it to you that shares it with you so that you could add that shortcut to your own phone or computer. Right. Great. Not that it, Correct. not that it's doing anything other than no. saying, but here's, here's a cool one that I created. You might want to use it too. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. So for example, now if I were to go to this one and say, I want to share it, there's a share sheet yep. down at the bottom, little share button. And I want to send it to you. It gives me a prompt to say, hey, uh, I'm going to create an iCloud link for this shortcut. But anyone with this link will be able to see the shortcut. Just make sure you know. So it's like it's kind of like you're opening up this shortcut to other people. Yeah. But if I say share, it's going to send it to you. And then, Brian, if you were to actually click on that link that I just had it send you, it should open up that in your shortcuts app. And it'd be a shortcut you could run as well. It It is. Yep. Yep. And then it gives me a little window, a new window that pops up with that fun with screenshots and then a button that says you want to add the shortcut. So yeah, that's cool. So I could add it right yep. to my. Now, when you get sent an, a, a, a shortcut from somebody, uh, you can still edit it just like ones on the gallery that you download, like some of those ones from the gallery, you can still go in and edit those shortcuts yourself. So let's say that you found a great shortcut on the gallery that does what you want it to do, but you'd really like for it to only happen at certain times. Or you know? use a different email client than what it's you know right. naturally choosing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then you can go into that shortcut and just in these different places, the blue highlighted places are places you can click and it gives you options to change things. 
Okay. Very cool. So anywhere you see the blue text, you could touch on and change. So if you download a shortcut from the gallery, the online app store for shortcuts, you like one, but you want to change an element of it. You just need to go in to edit that shortcut and then just change some of the parameters. It just changes it for you locally on your devices. It doesn't change it back up in the gallery for everybody else. Yeah. So it's already so kind of taken it. Your, mm -hmm. your yeah. plate. Yep. So you can really start That's to have great. a lot of fun. What I encourage most people to do when I talk about shortcuts is just go in and start playing with it. And even if some of the shortcuts you do initially are kind of silly, like the one we just created here as an example, it really doesn't really make any sense, but it's just to kind of get familiar with building those, those actions off of one another and seeing what's capable. But um, after a while you start to kind of start to think about some things to use this for, and it becomes kind of fun to, to play with. And uh, if anything, I only just get disappointed when I see that there's not an action I'm looking for from an app or yeah. from the yeah. system. That's, that's the only thing I say that kind of gets a little, a little frustrating. Um, so just to kind of be in, keep in mind with that, is that something you got to deal with is it's not a complete perfect solution and you don't get everything you want to do. It's not just, you know, live your, your wildest imagination can cut loose. I mean, there are some box limitations to deal with, but they're, they're getting better with it. For yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 I was just doing a search through the, uh, the Mac apps that it has some shortcuts built in or uh, available and you remember that one of my one of my picks a few weeks ago was the uh, the time tracking app Time T Y M E. Mm -hmm. So it has a number of these, which makes a total sense, right? That you would want some shortcuts based on time tracking, where you could say add a time, you could say delete time entries, you could say uh, start a timer, you could say stop a timer, you could have all those as being buttons on your. Um, just on your uh, your home screen or uh, uh, on your drop down in your uh, your menu bar. So I think there's yeah you could see some some really slick uses of um, of tasks that you're having to do repetitively. Um, and you know we talked about how that time already had some automations built in. You could say whenever mm -hmm. I arrive at this office, start the time. But maybe you then add an automation that says, once I start a time, please ping me to say, by the way, I just started a time so that mm -hmm. you know that, hey, that's that started and sure. it's continuing to go. So, yeah, you could get really creative. I, I agree with you. I think thinking through two things, look at the examples to get some ideas and then start thinking through your daily use of repetitive tasks. And we've talked about this before, right? Automation. Automation is great when you have repetitive tasks, when you know there is something I do every day and it takes me multiple clicks or it takes me rewriting something or it takes me going and opening something up that is just extra time. And I do all I do it the same way every time. Well, see if you can find a trigger to make it one click instead of five clicks or mm -hmm. uh, make it happen by itself at a particular time when you always do it. So. I think there's some really cool things that can happen here. That's great. I completely agree. I, I, I think it's great, but I mean, it's just something you, you play around with, get comfortable with, and then start to see how you could apply it into your own life. Yeah. And it may not be for me. You know, there may be people who don't need a shortcut. There's really nothing that needs to happen. That needs to happen in such a sequence and such a one button click mechanism, but um, the minute you start to find something that can apply to this, it makes it really, really powerful. And, uh, 
I'd say probably, you know, 75% or more of the things that you could possibly need as a shortcut are probably already created and in the gallery if you go search for it. It's that other, you know, 25% of things that are very specific to you and your own personal workflow and uh, find a way to script something. Even if a shortcut just has two actions on it, that's still... Uh, you cut your number of clicks in half. <laughs> you know, right. This is the way I look at it. If you were having to do two things before and now a shortcut lets you get down to one, that's still pretty good. That's uh, still a win, you know, on the productivity yeah. side. So, um, so it's good. It's all fun. We, okay. uh, there was something I was doing. Um, oh, and, and just the other way I use shortcuts, you know, just to kind of link it back to a previous brothers and tech suggestion is I have the, uh, oh, I don't have it here with me. It's at the office, but my uh, my uh, stream my stream box. Yeah, yeah. So the little stream box, you know, that connected like a little push button grid of uh, buttons. You can add shortcuts to the, sh- the stream box. Nice. So if you create a shortcut that you want to have a true push button off to your side like on physical the stream box. To be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's really That's nice. Great. And actually, I've used that a lot more. I've gotten it to the point where I've programmed uh, I know it, this is getting into the business side for me, but there are, when I, I'm producing a show that's going out a live show that has certain videos that play at certain points in the show, I've actually used a stream box and I've used Apple shortcuts. And so, okay, when I press this shortcut, this shortcut, I want you to open this movie, this particular movie file, play it full screen and play it. And because that's a movie I need for the show to play, it's a lot easier than me going on navigating on the computer, finding the video, opening it up, turning yeah. it full screen and hitting play. I do that through a shortcut. So I have like four of these things, movies lined up as shortcuts on my stream box. So then it's like, oh, time to play video one, press it, and it plays. Time to play video two, you press it. Again, could I do it, you know, with a few extra clicks in, in the QuickTime player or Apple Media or TV app or whatever? Sure. But man, it's so nice if I just had these things lined up. I know I needed to play one at a time to queue them up and know they're ready to go. So kind of an unconventional use of shortcuts, but it works really good. Again, it's helped me with um, streamlining some things. So is the stream box, uh, the stream box is wired, right? So it's connected it to a computer. Yeah. Okay. It's not a wireless mm-hmm. box you can put somewhere. No. Mm, no. Do they make wireless ones? I uh, don't believe so. Okay. They're all USB based still at this point. I was and, just thinking, uh, you know, we, we have talked about the creative solution you have of the um, uh, the manual buttons that you put into rooms to turn lights on uh, and off, right? It'd be yeah. nice if I put a stream box next to my bed that does four different things, you know, uh, start the coffee maker, do this, right? <laughs> you can start to have it mm-hmm. do all sorts of things before I leave the, uh, uh, the bedroom without having to use my voice, but anyway. Yeah. It's cool. Now we'll get close on that. I mean, I've actually con- considered having a stream box, even a wired one, running a super long USB extender cable and just having it sitting, you know, on my coffee table in front of my TV in the den here. And just that's if I wanted to, you know, play a, a particular movie or video file off my computer onto the screen, I could trigger that. It starts to get into all the home kit operations I could do from there as well. So. Yeah, some interesting opportunities. Yeah, there. yeah, so, nice, fun stuff. But that is shortcuts, Brian. That is, uh, you know, my, the biggest thing I can encourage people is just get in there and, and play around with it. Don't be scared by it. Um, 
Apple doesn't really do a lot to help people learn new things they provide you. They kind of want you to just go in and just kind of figure it out. And they always pride themselves on the apps being intuitive. And, you know, most of them are, but shortcuts can be a little daunting if you just hop in there and don't know what you're doing. And they don't really walk you through with a primer on how to build a build these actions as, as much as I, I wish they did sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, that's still that's still I think one of one of Apple's major flaws is that I believe they they want you to find a lot of these actions and capabilities on your own. And I think part of it is they they don't want you to get bored with everything and see everything up front right when you get an iPhone. Um, I think they want you to stumble upon them over time and realize, oh, wow, there's still yeah. new stuff. But man, there's so many people that don't use, you know, a lot of the cool features because Apple doesn't tell them about them or it doesn't tell them that, hey, yeah. by the way, go go do this. I mean, there's here's an automation for you, right? Have a have something that every morning pops up and says, Hey, let me, let me, let me give you a quick tutorial of this. All right. I see you haven't done this before or kind of tomorrow I give you something new or once a week, right. Tells you here's something new and you could put that on a parent's phone or, you know, so that someone actually realizes I didn't know I could do that. Or I see that Mm -hmm. you do this often. How about this? Let's try this and uh, let's see if we can make it easier for you to do. It's almost like Apple's their system updates cater to people like you and I, Brian, where we're the kind of people where we're going to go in there and we're going to press buttons and we're going to try things and we're going to see what we can do with it. But they're not catering to people that just turn on the phone and are using it for the purposes they know to use it for are not the kind that are just going to go explore, but they could really benefit from some of these programs and features and functions on the phone. They just don't know about. And yeah, I agree. I think there's a little bit of a discoverability, which is kind of fun. Uh, not making it feel like it's a chore to have to go learn and read on everything before you do it. But shortcuts to me is a perfect example of, man, there's a lot of people that are going to open up that shortcuts app and be like, mm, I don't know what's going on. And I don't well, get I mean, this. let and, me look, uh, look at me. I, so I'm someone who actually enjoys these things. But I remember opening it one time, double clicking on something, looking at the the sequencing and going, okay, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure I want to dive into this. It almost felt like coding. And even though I enjoy yeah, diving sure. into some of that, it's like, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't have time to really sit down and, and create this. But but then I don't go back to it. I don't realize how easy it is. I don't realize how I can take the gallery and find what I wanted to do anyway and make a tweak to it. So I think there, there are some ways in which, you know, they, uh, Apple certainly has to get a little better at, um, at providing some of their, some of their genius that they have in their devices um, to, uh, to people to, to be able to use. You would think that that would help their retention of folks. uh, Although maybe they don't, maybe they don't lose them anyway. So maybe they don't want to overload people. Well, of course we say that sitting here, um, not, Apple worth, you know, whatever trillion dollars. Um, <laughs> I think they, I think they probably have thought through it a little bit more than brothers in tech I mean, have, but probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, they still charge me a whole lot to just fix a Apple laptop. Uh, <laughs> and they still haven't fixed my Apple ID, but you know what? That's right. I'm sure they, right. they are still a very successful company that knows what they're doing. So, well, that is shortcuts. That is some capabilities there. I think there's a lot to play with there. And, and Brian, don't be surprised if maybe in some of our future 
uh, brothers in tech efficiencies that we like to kind of share. Uh, I may be, there may be some shortcut ones I'd be pulling, I'll be pulling up as far as some efficiency ideas, ideas for people to incorporate into their shortcuts library. So nice. No, I think I, I, I think you just, uh, once I get through the rest of these DVDs, I think you just gave me my next, uh, my next holiday task. <laughs> One to, project at a time, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's going to be great. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get that, uh, you know, you gotta get that toy story Two ripped on there pretty quick. I mean, that, that's important <laughs> to get done first. It's important. Well, my, my backstreet boys, uh, documentary, um, parts one through eight. Um, oh, yeah. those took a while. Those took a while to get through, but, well, um, and then all the concert films you have. Good gosh. I mean, okay. gosh, that's, mm. that was, that was point number one. Yep. I yeah. had to get it. They're in all there. on the, so they're all on the Plex server so I can enjoy them. Right. That's what you're saying. Oh, oh, well, I, there, there's a, I shared with you the movies folder. I didn't share with you the special movies folder. <laughs> mm, <laughs> there's okay. some movies in there. You, you, you don't need to see. So, um, yeah, <laughs> no, I did. Yeah. They're, they're on there. They're on there. I haven't shared with you the TV, the TV shows yet, yeah. but when I, when I come right. home and we're hanging out at your house, there is a TV show and I'm going to wait to tell you what it is because I want to surprise you with it that, uh, okay. we are going to have to, it, it is a, it's a cinematic masterpiece of a TV show that I have, uh, that I have put on my Plex server and, um, I'm just, I'm so excited. For and you're sure it's not it something together. I've ever seen before? Oh, I'm sure you've seen it before, but I'm sure it's been a while since you've seen it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm right, almost cool. positive it's been a while since you've seen it, and we'll okay, have to good. watch also, it together. Well, it's a throwback, uh, throwback show. Oh, yes. Of some sort. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, good. Yes, no, I'm sure. excited. I'll be yep. excited on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, uh, so guys, shortcuts are cool if you get into them and use. Could help with some efficiencies. Uh, I'm still ticked off at Apple for my Apple ID issue. Brian's ripping a whole bunch of, no, I'm sorry, backing up backing a whole up. bunch of DVDs Correct. for his personal use only as a backup strategy to preserve the physical media he purchased. Yes. Not to watch it all. Not to watch. No, no I would no, watch no, the no, DVDs no. only. No, right? you don't do that. That's just if your physical DVD, somebody stepped on it and you're like, oh my right. gosh, what do I do? Then you've got this backup. Sure. That's that's legal. That's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a lot going on, but, um, yeah. it's a good talk, Brian, if anybody listened to us ramble for this last hour, oh my gosh, hour and a half, <laughs> about all these things <laughs> and they, I didn't even look at the time until just now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they really would like to talk to us. God, God forbid they're still here and they still want to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to hear from them. How can they get a hold of us though? Yeah. Why don't they send us an email? Um, at info at the mesh.tv. Tell us about uh, maybe a shortcut you use. Maybe you have one that says, oh crap, brothers in tech, I want to listen to it. Please play it at four times the speed because these guys have rambled on too long. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us uh, tell us what you use and we can share that along. And you can also go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech.com. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for everybody for watching or listening, whatever your vehicle may be. I hope you get to playing in some shortcuts. If you are an iOS or Mac user, we'd love to hear some thoughts on uh, your experiences with that. We will be back together again soon. I don't know what our holiday schedule is Mm -hmm. quite yet. I'm assuming we're going to be doing another episode next week, but. um, Yeah, I think so. I think think we'll find it. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Maybe we'll we'll, uh, happen. 
Yeah, maybe we'll we'll do an episode there together in your house and uh, oh, that's take right. a look at your uh, your movie setup. Yeah, we'll figure out a way. Okay, cool. Let's do that. That'll be fun. We will definitely cool. get together next week. Happy holidays to everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. And uh, we will look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.